as the Washington Nationals have been walloped by the Cincinnati Reds over the last few games, I'm starting to see something, and here is what that is. The Washington Nationals and the Cincinnati Reds rebuilds are pretty damn similar. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today and thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Later on in the show, we're going to preview game three of the Cincinnati Reds series as Josiah Gray, your Washington Nationals all-star, is on the bump for tonight's game. So we're going to preview that. But it is MLB Draft Week. And as we have done every single day this week, we will be looking at one prospect in this draft to which the Nationals could take in, not round one, but round two now as the Nationals hold the 40th overall pick And I believe this one player, shortstop Cooper Pratt, could be the Nationals pick there. I'll tell you why I think that in just a little bit. But let's start off with this Nationals and Reds comparison to this rebuild. As I continue to watch this Cincinnati Reds team, let's be honest. We all want to watch this team. The Cincinnati Reds have been an exciting team, probably the most exciting team in all of baseball from just this last month. And what they continue to do, you see all this young talent. It started with Matt McClain, their shortstop. He's not that big of a guy, but what he does is he hits, and he hits for power as well. We've seen all these different rebuilds and kind of how teams really come from the gutter, and the Cincinnati Reds, they fit that description very well. We've seen what they do, calling up Ellie De La Cruz that some people thought was a little bit premature. As we can tell now, the guy hits. Because in yesterday's ball game, he hit the crap out of the baseball against the Washington Nationals. And as we continue to go on with this series, you see why this Cincinnati Reds team has turned it around. Listen, when it comes to rebuilds, a lot of people like to keep their guys down in the minor leagues for quite some time. They don't really want to see it through. And the reason why that is, is they want to see the development through these guys in the minor leagues. They want to have them be a ready prospect right when they get into the majors. Well, the Cincinnati Reds, they have flown Matt McClain through the system. They've flown Ellie De La Cruz through their system. And now look at them. They are now leading the NL Central, and they probably should win that division come this September. This Cincinnati Reds team and what they have done, they've kind of thrown away the old school expectations of saying, let these guys develop down in the minor leagues. No, they brought up their guys and let them excel up in the major league level, which they have done. In this Nationals team, and what we're doing right now for this organization, it's looking like James Wood could slash should be a September call-up while he's not doing amazing down in AA Harrisburg. He's still doing really damn well. 
It's just not the numbers that we saw in Wilmington or even down in Fredericksburg. But what we see with someone like a James Wood, at 20 years old, someone who's going to be turning 21 this September, you have to consider the fact that Davey Martinez and Mike Grizzo, they're going to want this guy in the major leagues come this September. And I think you'll start to even see that kind of turn the corner period, especially after this Sunday with the MLB draft coming up. And the Nationals could be adding another impact player like a Dylan Cruz or a Paul Skeens. This Nationals team, comparing it to the Reds team and the organization, really what they have done. One, both teams haven't really spent money. The Reds haven't spent any money in years and years and years, ever since they threw out all that money to Joey Votto, who has been Joey Votto, as we can still see. But the Reds rebuild comparing it to the Nationals one. That is the one team that I'm looking at, and I say, I want that. I want whatever they're doing. Whatever they have done with Ellie De La Cruz, let this guy play third base. And really, when I look at Ellie De La Cruz, this guy could be a gold glover in center field. Really, just with his arm, it's effortless when he throws it over from the third base all the way to first base. The way he does at the plate, the way they let their runners run. Because that's also been in a frustration with this Nationals team. You have Lane Thomas. You got C.J. Abrams. Luis Garcia sometimes has sneaky speed. It really just depends. I don't know why, but that's just what I've noticed. But you got to let those guys loose at some point. And I think that also kind of bolds well for a team that needs to rebuild and that really needs to refresh their system, which the Nationals are ultimately doing. Because David Bell, he has made this clear with the Cincinnati Reds. You're going to have to stop us. And I think that is a very good thing because running and just stealing in general, that's one of the easier portions of baseball if you have that speed, which the Nationals do. We just simply haven't been able to use that to our advantage up to this point, at least not the way that I would like it to be. C.J. Abrams should be running every time he can. Because when you have someone with 70-plus speed the way that Abrams has, you have to use that to your advantage. Make the pitcher think. And that's what Rizzo, or not Rizzo, Davey was talking about in yesterday's press conference when talking about Corbin getting rocked around. You have to think about these runners on the base path. And when you don't think about them, they're going to take advantage of you, which they did yesterday. This Reds team and what they have done, count how many times they go from first to third, just on a ball hit to the outfield. It's incredible what this team has done so far. And they're making it hard, and they're making the opposing team make the plays to win the ball game, even with all these young guys that they have. And it doesn't even start with Matt McClain and Ellie De La Cruz. It's also their hefty lefty, as I like to say. They got a big left-handed pitcher up on the mound, and that guy, Andrew Abbott, has been killer for them so far this season. And as we continue to talk about this national team and this rebuild, We bring up one guy, and we know who that is, Jake Bennett. You kind of make that comparison, you're like, can Jake Bennett be kind of an Andrew Abbott type? Because even down in the minor leagues, Abbott hasn't really been that amazing. He's had a ton of command issues, but since coming up to the big leagues, this guy has been incredible. Now, we won't be facing him so far this season, but you see what they have done. They have rushed their guys up, or not rushed, But they have looked at these guys and said, we want them to develop up in the major leagues. 
This is the foundation of our team. We want to get their feet wet, have one season under them. And as all these guys continue to come up and continue to come up quickly, that's when you'll see an even better product. Now with the Cincinnati Reds, let's be honest here. This organization is not that good when talking about the Reds. Now, while they have found all this talent, we've seen this organization do this before. We've seen them with all this talent before, but now it's just a little different. Because you're seeing the excitement. You're seeing what they can be if they were to fill some of the holes in the outfield. Because that's really been their one issue so far this season. They haven't really been able to fill out that outfield role all too well. But as you see these guys run through their system and get the call up to the major leagues, you see why they are so good and why they are so exciting. And as that should be. Because the Nationals could be that team next year. When you have maybe a Dylan Cruz getting called up, when you have James Woods starting the league in the major leagues, when you have Jake Bennett and Jackson Rutledge knocking on the door of the major leagues next year, Cade Cavalli back from injury, the Nationals aren't that far away when you really think about it. And really talking about Brady House and what he has done so far this season, he's probably been the Nationals' best bat, even better than James Woods so far. And that's not a knock on James Wood. James Wood has been awesome. But Brady House has even been better, going by the numbers. So this Nationals team, they should probably look at the opposing team here, the Cincinnati Reds, and say, what are they doing? I can tell you what they're doing. They're calling up their guys, and they're making them mature up in the major leagues. Now, while that's not the perfect situation for everybody there, you can see that it can be done, and the Reds have done that and more and they're being successful right where they should be. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Now it's time to break down the second round prospect that I have the Nationals taking in this year's draft. And I've heard some scouts compare him to Gunner Henderson. I'm going to explain that, but the Nationals do play the Reds tonight at 7.05 Eastern time as Josiah Gray, your Nationals all-star, is on the bump, so I have a pretty good feeling about this game today. Catch every pitch of the Nats Hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. But before we get into talking about this second-round prospect for the Nationals, I got to tell you guys about our new friends from Sleeper. And guys, Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy baseball? Because I can tell you I am. And here's why. One to 100 times your money, you're on daily fantasy baseball. Sleeper is now offering up to 100 time payout for up to eight pick contests. Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick more or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big tonight I'm going to be taking a Vladdy Jr. home run and an Aaron Judge if he were to be healthy I would consider the Aaron Judge home run as well but if you know he's got a toe injury now so maybe Luis Garcia for your Washington Nationals you could see that tonight as the Reds don't really have that good of pitching going on tonight's ball game but as we said you can use promo code locked on and you'll get up to a hundred dollars match of your first deposit terms and conditions apply See Sleeper's Terms of Use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. 
Now we get back into it as we are going to discuss the national second round prospect, someone who I've really kind of, you could say, really like in this year's draft. But here's the thing, before we get in, you guys know how draft value works and kind of how you're supposed to manipulate the draft stock. And if you aren't aware of it, teams in the second round and players in particular, some teams like the Pittsburgh Pirates have done in the past, they've taken a guy for a below slot to save some money to really spend on guys in the second round. While I don't anticipate the Nationals doing that this year, in fact, they will not do that this year. They will end up with Cruz or Skeens. Really no one else I see going there at number two. But the Nationals could still buy an above slot pick at this second round pick, and that is shortstop Cooper Pratt from the from no university. He's an 18-year-old out of high school from Mississippi. He is committed to the University of Mississippi as well, but this guy has been kind of touted as your Gunner Henderson type. He's the number 42 overall prospect overall at Appleby Pipeline, and what this guy has done through his time in the high school levels and while he is playing high schoolers, and a lot of these guys are coming in with inflated numbers. He has been a very good hitter, and he also has shown power. And again, for an 18-year-old, it's really kind of tough to really see this guy and what he can do as far as power goes. But I was reading up on him, and they're saying that he's got room to grow because he's not the biggest guy in the world. But what he does well is he plays fundamentally well at the shortstop position, This guy could be an impact prospect if you were to give him the money that he's going to want because he's not going to sign for just a normal slot value. This guy's going to get a little bit more in that second round. You could get like a $2.5, $3.5 million signing bonus, which is kind of unusual considering what the Nationals have done over the years. But if they were smart and if they wanted an impact player there, that's where you look for for a guy like Cooper Pratt. And... To be honest with you, why I say Cooper Pratt, why I picked this high school shortstop is kind of the fact that he's compared to Gunnar Henderson. Oh, that's right. The number one overall prospect in all of baseball at one point this season. That is why everyone in the second round now is going to be fishing for that guy like Gunnar Henderson, like a James Wood, who's your number five prospect in all of baseball. Second round picks can be used of value. Because a lot of people just kind of look at it and they're like, eh, you take your college pitcher like a Jake Bennett and hope it works out, which it has for the Nationals. Or you could take a high schooler like this, someone who could be a superstar, someone who could be a first-round pick. Because I talked about this a little bit yesterday when I was previewing the second round of this draft. This MLB draft class is way more loaded than what it has been over the years. And to the Nationals' luck, they hold the 40th overall pick in the second round this year, and they could end up with a first-round talent, and that first-round talent is someone like Cooper Pratt. Now, while none of this is a sure thing, while I don't really believe the Nationals will be selecting Cooper Pratt, the only reason I want them to is that the fact that this guy is compared to one of the better prospects in all of baseball. Gunnar Henderson, one of the better hitters, all-around hitters in all of baseball, which I believe will happen one day. This Nationals team, and really if you wanted to turn around this organization and this rebuild, you should take a flyer on a high schooler like a Cooper Pratt. And it's not just him who's around that second round pick area. The Nationals could very well take a a college shortstop there. 
another guy from the University of Tennessee that we can talk about a little bit later on this week. He's in that mix as well. But the Nationals, and if they were to select the high schooler in that second round, that's the kind of risk that smart organizations do, like the Baltimore Orioles. Now, smart Orioles in the same sentence, not said too much, but you can't knock them in the MLB draft. They do well. They find talent wherever, and they develop them as well. Smart teams like that will give more money to their second-round picks to try to hopefully develop them into that Gunnar Henderson type. Now, a lot of people may say, do you really trust the Nationals to do this? Because you already kind of have these projects like a TJ White who is signed to a little bit of a slot bonus there in the fourth round. you got a Brenner Cox who's in the same boat as well. Brady House was signed to a above slot at 11th overall. Are we really sure this Nationals team can develop this? Well, yes. Because Andrew Abbott, not Andrew Abbott, because Cooper Pratt, this guy is not just your typical second-round pick coming out of college. This guy probably would be a first-round pick in a couple different drafts. And even then this year, he still could be a first-round pick. A team could take him in this first round and sign him for a a below-slot bonus there. So it really just depends on which organization is doing this. But if the Nationals were smart, if they were looking for the future, if they wanted someone that they could develop on their own and really in their own time, considering that C.J. Abrams is already your shortstop, this would be the guy to do it with. Cooper Pratt has the ability to be a top prospect in all of baseball, like a Gunnar Henderson and like a James Wood. Now, while the easy comparison were to say that he is going to be Gunnar Henderson, no one should be saying that. The expectation should not even be there just because of the simple fact that this kid's still 18. He's still a high schooler. He's still got to prove himself down the road. He's got a long ways to go until he gets to the major leagues. But if the Nationals were smart, if they were looking at this as a future asset, they should absolutely spend a little bit more in that second round to guarantee you to get yourself a talent like a Cooper Pratt out of Mississippi. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first. Listen, the Nationals play the Reds tonight at 7.05 Eastern time as your all-star Josiah Gray is taking the hill against Graham Ashcraft of the Cincinnati Reds. So the Nationals, they play every single game of your hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. So now it's time to preview that game three of this series as we're getting into must-win territory for your Washington Nationals. I'll explain after this. Now we get back into it as the Nationals are taking on the Cincinnati Reds tonight in game three of this series. Fourth game will be tomorrow. It's going to be an early start on a Thursday getaway day for the Cincinnati Reds. So tonight's game, you got Josiah Gray against Cincinnati Reds. Not so great pitcher, Graham Ashcraft. And then when talking about this team tonight with this Nationals and the way that they have been playing, tonight is a little bit of a must-win game for the Nationals squad. And I say that a little tongue-in-cheek because as this Nationals team, it's not competing this year. And when you look at the Cincinnati Reds, they've been the young fun team that has seemed to beat every team out there that is not the Atlanta Braves. This Reds team is legit, but here's what you're where you can beat them. It's with their starting pitching, unless you're going up against my guy, Andrew Abbott. You're not. You're going up against Graham Ashcraft, which 
God bless him. He's not that good of a pitcher. And the Nationals can take advantage of this fact tonight because this guy's got a 6-6-6 ERA and only 59 strikeouts and a 3-6 win-loss record. Well, I don't really look at the win-loss stuff because you could say the same about Josiah Gray going 6-6. Six and six, But still, Josiah Gray is an all-star. The win-loss stuff doesn't really mean too much. But when you're talking about Graham Ashcraft and what he has done this year, he hasn't really done much. But when also talking about Graham Ashcraft, you ask which Nationals may have faced him. Not that many. And in fact, in their limited appearances against him, it really hasn't been all that well. As the Nationals, you have Michael Chavis, who has had three at-bats against him. Zero hits. Luis Garcia, three at-bats against him. Zero hits. Keybert Ruiz, three at-bats against him. Zero hits. Dominic Smith, three at-bats against him. One hit. You see where this is kind of going here. Graham Ashcraft, after all I've said about him, after all the bad things, why I say he's not that good of a pitcher, this Nationals team shouldn't be that afraid of him. He has found a little bit of success against some of our guys. And considering Luis Garcia, too, being a left-handed bat, while Ashcraft is not your all-star pitcher, while he hasn't had the numbers of anything above a better pitcher in baseball, the Nationals got to take advantage tonight. Because as we talk about, while this is still a rebuild, this is still something to where you look at this team and it's all about the youth and really just establishing that winning culture again, you want to beat guys like Graham Ashcraft. You want to beat teams who are not throwing their best pitcher out there. You have to take the wins when you can get them. And this is one of those games where the Nationals have to win, in my opinion. Josiah Gray's going to have to go out there and be nails. Because the Nationals had good momentum coming into this series, winning their last three series, winning six of their last nine games as well. You got to take advantage of nights like these when you don't have Patrick Corbin pitching against this Cincinnati Red squad, when you don't have Trevor Williams going against. You had your ace, Josiah Gray. And then tomorrow you have Mackenzie Gore going. These are the two games that the Nationals have to take. Because we've said it. We've all said it. It's a rebuild. The goal is not to check that win box. The win box is coming in development from these young guys. But you still want to see some wins. You still want to see Josiah Gray go out there and shove it. You still want to see Luis Garcia and all these young guys get hits and continue to clobber the Cincinnati Reds, which they just simply haven't done so far. So you may ask, what are the keys to the game besides Josiah Gray going out there and pitching his butt off? Because we're going to need that. One, I want to see aggressive base running. I want to see these guys being let loose and using their strengths and trying to take advantage of those and beating the teams. Because we've seen what the Cincinnati Reds do, as I talked about in that first segment. Their guys go from first to third like it's no one's business. They steal bags like it's no one's business. The bank has been open for them, and they've been robbing it. I think the Nationals should start dipping their toes in that water and starting to get a little bit of an electric feel with them. Get some momentum there. Have these pitchers, especially the ones who aren't that great, take advantage of them. Make them feel uncomfortable. Let C.J. Abrams run. Let Luis Garcia run. Let Lane Thomas run. All these guys who do have speed, while they're not the speediest guys out there, C.J. Abrams certainly is. Lane Thomas is certainly in that conversation. But for some reason, they haven't been able to use them to their advantage. 
And I think that has hindered the Nationals up to this point. And if you were to let them loose, if you were to just let them play ball and let them run all over the place, while you shouldn't be running into any outs, you certainly could be putting yourself in better position. You could be putting Dominic Smith or Joey Manessis or your power guys in a better position. Stone Garrett, all those guys who are our power hitters, put them in better positions by getting runners from first to second and from second to third. Better situations equals more runs. And I think if this Nationals team were to actually use that to their advantage and use this kind of flash of lightning with guys like Lane Thomas and C.J. Abrams, and if you were to really move them around the base path, that's when you'll start to see more runs. That's when you'll start to see more offense and more runs batted in for this Nationals team because that has been their main issue so far this season. You don't have the power of other teams like the Reds. You don't have power like the Baltimore Orioles. What you do have is speed. So make those pitchers uncomfortable. Use that to your advantage and start to generate your own runs that way. And that is when you'll start to see a much better product from this Nationals offense. My TED Talk is over, so thank you guys for coming. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen the Nationals play the Reds tonight at 7.05 Eastern time. You can catch Josiah Gray against Graham Ashcraft and catch every pitch of the Nats hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals there. All right, everybody. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. We'll have another second-round draft breakdown. Who could the Nationals target there? I'm going to tell you guys about a pitcher in tomorrow's show. You guys have a good one. Go Nationals.